0: Welcome to the Apprentice to CEO podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping to take your business idea and growing it into something you can be proud of. As with any job or trade, we start as apprentices, but with hard work and vision, we can grow into CEOs. Each podcast will come with worksheets and other links to valuable resources, so don't forget to check the show notes. I'd also like to thank BCIT and BC Campus for the grant that is making this podcast possible. This podcast and all the worksheets attached carry a CC by Creative Commons license. So feel free to use as much as you need. Let's get started. In this episode, we're going to talk a little bit about the small business operating systems. So often, so often, we see small businesses start up with no plan. They basically understand exactly how they want their business to go and think that that's magically going to happen somehow. In fact, I don't even think most companies would think magically that that's going to happen. They just don't even consider the things that they need to have in place. This episode is going to be more of a little riff on making sure that you set yourself up for success. And I know there's always those you know cheesy cliches that saying that those that fail to plan plan to fail. Um, that's important. I, yes, I agree that that's 100% true. And there's a reason why it's a cliche It's because it does stand the test of time. Now, I'm thinking specifically to trades businesses that I've seen start up. So often we see these businesses where they've got their ticket, their trades ticket, they've got a vehicle, they've got some tools, and they just decide to go for it. They're going to start a business. Along the way, they realize that they need to start planning for things such as inventory. They need to start planning for things such as estimations, proposals. They need to plan for invoicing. They need to plan for quality control. They need to plan for customer interaction. They need to plan for how they answer the phone and respond to complaints. These are all things that will happen not in just a trades business, but in every single business that is out there. Now, wouldn't it be best if you had some sort of system in place so that you could handle and have an answer to all those questions? Because at the end of the day, no matter what business you're in, you are going to be in the people business. You're gonna be managing people, you're gonna be managing either employees, or you're gonna be managing clients or um, customers' expectations. And at the bottom of this all, this whole thing, we have to realize that people are unmanageable. So what we need to start doing, and what I really, really would encourage you to consider, is instead of thinking about having some sort of system or you know running your business, sorry, that you wanna think about managing a process. You want to make sure that you have some sort of system set up for absolutely everything. As you start going through your business, and this is where, again, it's so very important to sit down and start planning things out. You start thinking, what are some of the processes that my business involved, is involved with? So processes such as like completing an estimate, a process for answering the phone, a process for installing some sort of switch plate, a process for installing a wall. These are all processes. There's there's step-by-step processes that can go into this. So you need to create systems. You need to have an estimating system. You need to have a telephone answering system. You need to have a switch plate installation system. You need to have a wall erecting system. These are all systems that every business will have that they need to consider for their context. Now, very often you'll hear these things called standard operating procedures. And they're generally met with an eye roll And then, oh my gosh, it's going to be so much work if we have to do that for every single one. And I'm not going to take away from that. Yes, it is a lot of work to get every single one of those things documented and somehow put into a system, a place where people can find them. However, with this day and age, it is so easy to do that by just creating yourself a Google Doc A Perhaps some sort of, if you're not using Google, it could be anything, really. It could be the word, sorry, the Microsoft universe or the Google universe, or you could use Evernote or OneNote. There are so many ways that we can document processes. And all that it takes is for you to go through the process and then sit down and quickly write out what steps you took to get there. Now, why is this important? Well, there will come a time, hopefully, in your business where you don't have to be there anymore but you do want people to associate your business with a certain sort of quality or a certain sort of rigor. How are you going to be able to make sure that that happens? I mean, it would be all well and good if you could go ahead and clone yourself. And that way, you know, that you're going to be getting the same quality and same rigor and same dedication that you would put into it. But that's not obviously yet an option. So what we do is we create these processes, we create documentation. And we make sure that future employees and staff go through this documentation and understand how things are done in your company. And this is where that whole idea of standard operating procedures comes from. When you're just getting started, it can seem like it's going to be a very daunting task that at every single point, you're gonna have to write something down. However, it is worth it because when it comes time to hire staff, you can set up training systems and have them in place so that they can go and watch a video or read through a document on how to do this. So that when you send somebody out to do something or if a client comes in or a customer comes into the shop, your staff will know exactly how that they are to respond in any situation. Now getting down to brass tacks, like in the the hands-on part of all this, how do we go about doing that? Now there's so many different ways we can get out there and, and get this done. The ways that I would highly recommend, and if you go to the show notes, you will see that I will provide a, a link to a course. It's a free course, completely creative commons CC by license attached to it on how to use Evernote. And Evernote is a fantastic tool for capturing. It doesn't matter if it's an idea, a checklist, pictures, websites. There's so many things that it can do. I know that Microsoft has their OneNote that does something very similar, and Google has what's called Keep. They all generally do the same thing. It's a file management system. Another thing to consider would be for your project management. How are you going to keep track of all the tasks? Again, in this Evernote course, if you go through it, you'll see that there are ways to keep track of tasks by using checklists. Now, another thing that we can do is by using what's called a Scrum Board. Scrum boards are starting to pick up steam. They've been used for years in um, computer engineering, but they're starting to see their day in other projects as well. Now, basically what a scrum board is, at its very basic, is you have a three columns. And picture three columns being set up. You have a to-do column, you have a doing column, and you have a done column. And when you're starting a project, What you do is you set up a bunch of, and it doesn't matter, lots of people use sticky notes on a whiteboard or even just writing in a dry erase board, but they'll put a list of things to do. When it's time to take those things to do and to start doing them, you move them over to the to-do column. So you can start managing to see what is being done. Now, along the way, you're going to hit roadblocks, and that's where the whole genius of the scrum happens is because you'll have a project lead and... Perhaps I'll have to do a whole episode on how to run a proper Scrum, but you'll basically every morning you'll have a, a Scrum meeting and you'll find out where people are at in their projects. Because when you're doing the to do, not only do you have a to do in the middle column, but you have people assigned to the to do. Now this can get very you know unwieldy if you're not careful with it, and it, that's why you need to go beyond just using a whiteboard and sticky notes. You might want to use a an app out there, something similar to the, say Trello. Trello allows you to set up tasks, allows you to assign dates to these tasks, allows you to assign people to tasks. Other projects like uh, other apps out there like monday.com will do very similar things, Asana. There's lots of different project management tasks out there and they're all basically based off of this concept of to do, doing and done. Anyways, to get back to it, what you'll do is you will set up these tasks, people might hit roadblocks. You will, and basically that's what they are called. They're called roadblocks in the sense that they can't move any further unless they get some sort of resolution to the problem. That's where the project manager comes in. So you have a scrum meeting in the morning. Everybody basically talks about what they're working on. And if there are any sort of roadblocks in the way for any of the projects, then it's the project manager to take those and to remove the blocks for their staff or for their project team. So that's a great way to go about doing it. Now this is, I've used... Uh, scrum boards for trades businesses I use them in education I've used them and set them up for other businesses digital marketing firms they do work there are a bevy of different um, books out there on this and I'll again provide links in the show notes to it I'll provide a couple links to some excellent YouTube videos on how to set up a scrum board It does yes it is very simple and it's it. in its simplicity can be complicated I know that sounds very counterintuitive but These things can be as complicated as you want them to be or they can be as simple as you need them to be. And in any kind of project, there is somewhere in the middle where this is all going to make sense and where you want things to to balance out because you don't want them to be too simple in the sense that, you know, a complex project can't be used on it or this cannot be used on a complex project. But at the same time, you don't want it to be so complex that it's just going to get you lost and you're not going to want to deal with it at all anyways. So at the end of it, we need to realize that what we're going to be doing is creating systems. It's your job as a business owner to invent systems through which the owner's vision is consistently and faithfully manifested at the operating level of the business. Now, I took that directly from a quote from an excellent, excellent book called The E-Myth. And Michael Gerber talks about how what we need to try to do with our businesses is we need to set up our businesses so that they can be franchisable. And what that means is, At the end of the day, what you want to do is have your business set up in such a way that, if you sold your business, somebody could step into your business and completely, 100%, run it exactly in the way that people are used to your business being run. Now, this could look a great example of this would be McDonald's, and a great example of how this was all done is watching that movie, The Founder, with Michael Keaton about Ray Kroc and and the McDonald brothers about how they set this up. You go to any McDonald's and no matter where you're at, basically anywhere in the world, you order a Big Mac and small fries and a Coke. It will be the same in Vancouver, Canada, as it will be in Nashville, Tennessee, as it will be in Russia. You're going to have the same thing in place. Why is that? Why is it that when I go to a Starbucks, that if I order a tall, dark, no room in Langley, Canada that I can go anywhere in the world and basically get the exact same thing. Why is that? Is because these companies have taken the time to develop their operating systems. They've developed standard operating procedures for every single process in their business. They've started small and they've grown it larger. Now again, don't think that you need to do this all at once. We we end up, what's the saying? You end up eating a whale by taking one bite at a time, right? You're not just going to take ingest the whole thing at once. Start by finding the processes that are very obvious. May, maybe it's an estimating process that you want to have set up. Perhaps it's a client journey process if you're using some sort of a CRM, Client Relationship Management System perhaps it's a sales process there's certain processes that are very easy to identify within your business take the time list them out in order of i do this then i do this then i do this because so often as business owners we it's intuitive to us we we don't even know how we do it and this goes back to almost the first episode where we talked about finding your why sorry the second episode you you've got this superpower and you don't necessarily know how it is that you do that. It just comes intuitively, it just is, it's magically there for you. You've done this for years and years and years. Now what you need to do is take the time to sit down, analyze how you've done this, and write it out. So that somebody else can come along and say, okay, this is how so-and-so did that, and I need to do it exactly this way for my business to work out the same as if they were doing it. And you set up these standard operating procedures, And it doesn't matter if it's being kept within a Google document or Evernote or you've got it printed off in a file in your office. The the fact of the matter is you need to sit down and make sure that you take your time to do these standard operating procedures. Now, this week is a quick one. So I just wanted to really encourage you to take the time. Your takeaway from this is start documenting the procedures, the steps you take in every single part of your business. Find a place to store that information, whether it be Evernote, OneNote, Keep, or like I said, a filing cabinet in your office. Start thinking about how you can use scrum boards for your project management of your business. Other ways you can do this, you can run scrum boards through Evernote, OneNote, or Keep, but look into into apps such as Trello or um, Asana, projects like that that you can set up a to-do, doing, done board. Start reading up on how to run a proper Scrum. Again, like I said, they can be very simple or very complex and depending on how you run it. That's all we have for this week. Have a fantastic week and we'll see you in the next one.